Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Unreleased track. Well, I know you got your trouble. But I've got problems of my own It's all relative, you see What happiness should be And we got to work it out alone We all have our cross to bear We all walk in darkness sometimes Though I know it don't seem fair We all have our cross to bear Hello, everybody, and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z. Today, we're talking about the unreleased track entitled Cross to Bear. Cross to Bear is a song originally written by Billy Joel. We're figuring around 1973-1974, so either recorded for Piano Man or Street Life Serenade and can only be found on the My Lives compilation album. There are no rankings, and there is really just nothing about this song except uh, what you can find on the My Lives album. So when we, uh, Elon and I started the show, we were like, well, maybe we, we didn't know. Or Elon, maybe you know. I thought Billy didn't like the My Lives album, but it's clearly listed on his website. So I guess he's okay with these demos they put on. Yeah, it's like an official release. It's like when the Beatles released the anthology, you know, and it was just like everything that they had in their archives coming out. That's what this My Lives thing is. I think he likes it fine. Maybe he doesn't like some of the songs on it. You know, some of this really early stuff he probably didn't care too much for, but he put it out. Well, I will tell you, Elon, once again, I like this song. I like it a lot. I liked it, too. I wouldn't say I liked it a lot. To me, it was like, I was, I was like, this is a pretty good song. It's good. I like it because, once again, like the Bye Bye Where Is My Lady, which you don't like, it's, uh, a, you know, again, this piano music, the reason I like Billy Joel, I love the early piano stuff. You know, as some of our Instagram, you know, followers have said, I can't believe you've never heard Cold Spring Harbor. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I never have. I'm so excited to get to it, you know, like me. And I, I, I'm waiting to listen to each song. So I'm not, I'm not listening to the album. I'm hoping there's more songs like this, like Across to Bear, kind of piano music that kind of started it all before he kind of, you know, what you have to do as a musician and go bigger and, and figure out more instruments and stuff. But this kind of song, this early kind of song where it's just him and just the piano, uh, it reminds me of like waking up in my house and hearing a next door neighbor playing the piano on an early Saturday morning or something. Or it also reminds me of like the, the early 70s, which I hate. I hate all everything about the 70s. I mean, I just wasn't in a good place in my life, you know, when I was three. <laughs> and this puts me in a good place from the 70s. This song, it reminds me very much of like, uh, 
I guess kind of show tuny in a way, like a Broadway thing, even though it's not brass or brash is the word brash. But it's like the Fantastics. Have you ever seen? You ever heard of the show, The Fantastics? I know it's the longest running show, but I have never seen it. It was the longest running show, but it was always off Broadway. And they used to be at this Sullivan Street Theater right in the village. I always walked by there sometimes. It used to make me feel safe in the city because I would come in as a kid and see it. And it was all piano music. It was just a guy at a piano. It was a Broadway show, but there was it was everything was just a piano. And those kind of things work for me and put me in a happy place. Yeah. I mean, this song feels like a, a warm early 70s kind of uh, singer songwriter ballad, right? It's like a James Taylor kind of thing. It, it reminds me of like um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young a little bit like they have a song Helpless that Neil Young did. And the chorus of this and the chorus of Helpless are actually like kind of similar sounding. I don't know if you know that song. But for me, I don't like Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. I don't like 70s music. That's why there's something about this that doesn't fit in that genre for me. I like it just because it's a piano song and it's not the hippie, dippy stuff. Uh, I mean, I certainly like a lot of Crosby, Stills, Nash that Now that I'm older, I, I get it. And I'm, I'm like, wow, that's very beautiful. But wasn't a fan of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, this one was just a young... It was a young composition that they did for the band. So if you don't like CSNY overall, this one might have been a little bit more in your wheelhouse. Um, but check out the chorus of Helpless and compare it to the chorus of Cross to Bear. And I think you'll hear similarities. So I guess you saw that, you know, this this is very uh, it does remind us of everybody has a dream. Yeah. Stranger, I assumed you were going to. Yeah, I totally I get that completely. And apparently that song was originally written by Billy Joel right around this time also. And they do have similarities they're reminiscent of each other that's okay yeah i always wonder if this song became everybody has a dream i know you said it was recorded around the same time but i you know i guess when you recording stuff and you have uh, unreleased tracks a lot of times you're going back and taking pieces from certain songs and perhaps he did take the chorus of this song and put it into you know maybe he figured it out he's like i don't love this song but I can make it better with pieces of this song. Yeah. And there are certain parts of this song. I couldn't place it, but I was like, I feel like this reminds me a little bit of a different Billy Joel song and I couldn't quite get to it. Maybe one thing that it does remind me of is because it's like a soulful gospel kind of song. I think he's, he's kind of going into his Ray Charles feel a little bit here. And although he doesn't really sing that way for most of it, there's that one uh, lyric in the song at about the 59 second mark where he sings into each life, yada, yada, yada. And he sings it a little bit like the As for Women part of uh, Baby Grand. Oh, my favorite part. <laughs> As for women, into each life. <laughs> no one's going to play this on the radio. Is that what they said? No one's going to play Cross to Bear because I will not release it. Again, uh, like you're saying, it's very gospely. So perhaps if this was written around the Piano Man time, you have Ain't No Crime on the album. He was like, it's too much. And maybe that was why it was unreleased. Yeah, because the whole album really is, you know, Ain't No Crime is like the gospel song, but there's so much different type of music. There's like country Western kind of stuff in there. There's a lot of variety. So maybe it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a white man singing gospel. So let's keep this one off. You know, what's interesting about this song, which, you know, it's, it's unreleased. No one's ever heard of it before. You know, there's just the, the My Lives compilation one. And yet there's like so much sheet music on it. Like you can buy a bunch of sheet music for Cross to Bear. Really? Yeah. It's very odd. 
I, I so don't maybe know it's kind of big amongst the uh, the fan community. Well, that's what I was thinking. Maybe there's some sort of demand. Uh, meanwhile, we're trying to uh, we're we're probably going to have the guy that does all his arranging of sheet music on the show. His name is David Rosenthal, and um, we're going to get him on the show for one of the uh, after one of our letters. Our guests. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting because he he's been rearranging all the sheet music and the tunes. There's something about it that I can't remember what it was that there was there was an issue with the release of the of the sheet music and he had to fix it. I'm not sure how to explain it, but we'll, we'll more to come. The the ink got smudged. Yeah, yes. I, mean, I I don't know why this guy Billy Joel has so many problems. I never heard of an artist having so many issues with pressing an album, sheet music, legal issues. I mean, what happened to guys that make music that only have problems with women? I mean, it's a, what what is going on? He would have released forty extra albums if there wasn't all this other bullshit going on in his life. He was so sick of the music industry that that's why he hung it all up. If all this crap didn't happen to him, we would have so many more Billy Joel compositions. Elon, you know that's true. It's probably correct. He probably would have kept on going if he hadn't have so much problems early on. Yeah. And, and later, too. I mean, that not that it didn't wasn't there just a legal suit right after River of Dreams and or was it settled? I mean, it just it goes from the beginning to the end. He had no period of time where shit was just going well for him. Like his first 10 albums, he still had to give royalties to his original manager as part of the deal to get out of that contract. So he probably always had that in his mind, like, screw this guy. I can't believe he's making money off of me. And then then the legal trouble started with suing his business manager, his ex-brother-in-law, all this kind of stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, I think we can safely say that the only happy time, which is funny because he does make happy songs throughout his career. You know, that's why we like him. You know, he makes poppy, fun, snappy songs. But I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that the happiest time was when he was dating and not married to (laughs) Christy Brinkley. Seems like he wrote the most fun songs of his, you know, he was just, it seems like he was in a good mood. Or is that just us? Because we know he was married to Christy Brinkley. Yeah. We're like, well, we would have been in a good mood. (laughs) Right. Everyone knows his second happiest time was uh, hanging out with Cindy Lauper in the studio. Everybody knows that. Right. (laughs) Uh, one other song that this reminds me of, a song from much later, is um, You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Oh, right. Something right. about them. I'm like, it kind of has the same vibe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That is a, well, that's uh, that's Randy Newman, right? And he's a piano yeah. guy, too. So that does make a lot of sense. But we do have to talk about there's something uh, pressing right now, which is that uh, Billy Joel plagiarized his lyrics in this song. <gasps> I don't. What are you saying? Well, this is Billy Joel's lyrics from Cross to Bear. What are you suggesting, Elon? Oh, it's dirty. It's dark. And uh, you're not going to like it when you hear it. Billy Joel writes in Cross to Bear. And if that's giving you the blues, that's the price you pay. Lord, there ain't no other way but to get down on your knees and pay your dues. Ringo Starr in 1971. <sighs> it don't come easy. Got to pay your dues if you want to play the blues. Peace and love, peace and love. Boy, I tell you this, Billy Joel, he rips off a lot of stuff. There's <laughs> B. Arthur, now Ringo Starr. What is happening? We are finding out a lot of undercover stuff about this guy. Yeah, we know he loves the Beatles and he has so much reverence for John and Paul. But apparently Ringo, he just thinks it's a free for all. He could just take whatever he wants from Ringo's great catalog. Everyone knows, of course, Billy Joel has that other unreleased track. 
Squid's Garden, which I think is <laughs> it feels like it probably was yet. a takeoff on Octopus's Garden. Maybe. We you have no proof. They're different animals. I know that. They have different amounts of legs, I assume, but it seems similar. You know, Elon, this makes a lot of sense of why Ringo Starr was possibly in the all about no, the matter of trust, a matter of trust video that he Yeah. Right. He was there with binoculars scoping out this Billy Joel character who's been stealing all his shit. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Well, how about I just put you in a video 10 years from now? Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Ringo, you still got it. (laughs) Oh, that is. That is funny. I can't believe you saw that. How do you know that song so well? Don't come easy. I like that song a lot. I think it's really good. It is. I, I watched the music video for it last night, and it's really funny. Um. First off, Ringo is playing the piano, which is already kind of weird, but he's wearing mittens while he's doing it. And so oh. I think in the beginning of that song is kind of just like a heavy piano chords. Like it doesn't matter what fingers you're using. So he's right. just really just banging with mittens. And then he goes skiing in the video and then like snowmobiling. It's just like home videos of him doing winter sports. Yeah, I was going to say that's in the 70s, right? So, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a, it makes no sense. He probably was like, hey, uh, I'm going to go. Be, I'm going to be skiing in the Swiss Alps. Maybe you guys want to film me there. I mean, how about that group? All four had hit songs after they broke up all four. I mean, you're, you're, you get John and Paul. And then, you know, you also then later realize how unbelievable George Harrison was, right? Because that's something you're not thinking of when the Beatles are there. They're like, wait, he's good too. But you're never expecting Ringo to have more than one, a one hit wonder, but he had multiple songs that were, I don't know where, I guess somebody, wrote them for him but whatever it is you still gotta pick them and say this will work for me yeah well he had i mean this song for example he has like the full writing credit but i, I know george harrison wrote the guitar solo in it or at least performed i'm sure harrison wrote it well, I don't that think was ringo the beauty he was for, you know that he never lost track with anybody everybody loved ringo you know like john loved ringo paul loved ringo george loved ringo i mean it's, it's beautiful he had the best the, he had the best of all worlds Yeah, that's what I think is really cool that even after they broke up, like it would be like, yeah, on uh, John's solo record, that's Ringo playing the drums or on George's thing. That's Ringo. Like they would all still kind of do stuff together, usually with Ringo. But it's crazy because it's like this came out in 71 and um, All Things Must Pass is from like 71. And John and and Paul also came out. They all had albums like right away after the breakup, just like ready to go with like great stuff. Uh, And it's, it's a real testament to Ringo of obviously that he got it and he knew He's like, I am lucky to be in this band. It's the exact opposite of Stuart Copeland from the police who still doesn't get it to this day that no one would know his name if not for Sting. Yeah, (laughs) he's a very good drummer. But what are you, an idiot? You know, and it's like somebody like Ringo, he clearly gets. Wow, I could have been. Was it Stuart Sutcliffe who got replaced? Right, wasn't that him? Pete, no, no, no. Pete, Pete Best. Pete Best. That's, who's Sewer Sutcliffe? Where did I come up with that? He, I think he was the guy who was friends with John Lennon and might have also been in an early version of the band. Oh, okay. So there is something about it. Right. It's Pete Best. Right. So he clearly got like, I am one lucky guy. Like, and, that, and that's great because he clearly didn't make any waves. And he's just like, these guys, I am, I'm a very lucky man. And yeah, he's always like, married. play it cool, Ringo. Play it cool. Right. They won't know that you're here. I will marry the hottest Bond girl there's ever been, and I will uh, live my life this way. He married the Christy Brinkley of Bond girls. Which one was she? Barbara Box. She's in The Spy Who Loved Me. Ooh. Boy, was she terrific. She might be the best one. Who's my favorite one? Oh, you know what the weird part is? I Sometimes I put Denise Richards as number one. I Please, people, don't write in. It's just... 
it's a, it's so the hot. worst. She's so hot. The worst Bond movie, but there was. Oh, I love her. But meanwhile, the best Bond girl, if we could just for a second, is actually Ava Green. She's the best. Not not for looks wise, just the best, most talented, most well rounded Bond girl or Bond woman. Uh, that there's ever been that Casino Royale is the best bomb movie with Daniel Craig. She's terrific in it and she has a backstory and it's amazing. But for my money, it goes uh, Denise Richards, then Barbara Bach, which uh, I'd prefer. Maybe I'll just go with Barbara Bach first because I, I this is embarrassing. I'm going to cut yeah. this part out of the uh, podcast. Anyway, no, you're so gonna, not. No, you're damn right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can, we're talking about cross to bear. We have nothing to say. So we might as well just talk about Bond girls, Bond women. Yeah. Like, you can't even call them that anymore. <laughs> what a mess. Well, that'll be a, a bonus podcast. We're going to rank all the Bond women. I can't believe they never. Well, right. He's not British. I guess if Billy Joel was British, they would have asked him to write a Bond theme, I guess. Why not? Would've, he would have been amazing. He would have been amazing at it because he just knows how to do that kind of stuff. And because, because think about that. I mean, this is a good, actually, subject all of a sudden. Billy Joel knows how to make brand new songs from old genres. He's the best at it not taking an old song and just redoing it. He's the best at taking a genre and making a brand new song. He would have kicked ass making a Bond theme. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They, I mean, he's someone who knows exactly what the feel of that song has to be to be a classic Bond theme, and he would have nailed it. Actually, that would have been a good thing for him to do in his post-recording career. Like in one of the Daniel Craig films, if, if, if uh, Billy Joel had been the guy writing the song, that would have been a great way for him to dip his toes in the water again instead of stuff like christmas and fallujah you know let's let's get the quantum of solace song but yeah can you imagine that would have been a great opportunity for for us damn it and where you know all we get from him you know well we'll be coming up to you know is easy money which is is great oh and uh he also did uh movie track for ordinary no uh ruthless people that is modern woman but uh, that is to come and didn't he do music for um an american tale or did he just do the voice in that? I don't know. We 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 were talking about when he did the Mad About the Mouse, you know, thing is one of the trivia questions when he did Wish Upon a Star, which you couldn't get. Yeah. Right. Uh, thank you for that. I remember. Well, you know, I guess you do too, and you know, you don't want to end up like Kenny Loggins with that reputation. So, but a Bond thing is different, and they would let a couple of Americans do it. I mean, Billie Eilish is doing this one, so I just wish they. Quite frankly, I wish they'd still ask him. Why, why not just submit one? See if they like it. Oh, here you go. This is what it is. He he was a voice of the Artful Dodger in Oliver and Company. Okay, that the the animated sense. film in the 80s. And he did he did sing a song on the soundtrack, but it was not written by him. What, why would... So they asked Billy Joel to do a British accent? No, Oliver and Company, I think, was like a New York version of Oliver. Oh, okay. Listen, we should wrap this up because we cannot have Cross to Bear going over 20 minutes. It's just too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. Thank you, folks. So, uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. <laughs> and let's wrap up, wrap up this and the seas. Yes. So final thoughts on Cross to Bear. My final thoughts are, again, when I'm thinking of a compilation of what I'm going to put on in a playlist of rediscovered songs or hidden gems, this could be one of them. I've, I've wanted the bye-bye, but it's not a complete version. I might consider this song. I do like it, and I'd probably listen to it again. Yeah, and I liked it also, although since it is similar to Everybody Has a Dream and that song's really great, I feel like if I was trying to hear a Billy Joel song that sounded kind of like this, 
I would always gravitate to that one. But that's to take nothing away from Cross to Bear. It's a cool song, and I'm glad we have it on the My Lives compilation. I as well. Well, folks, that was Cross to Bear. If you like our podcast, be sure to leave us a nice review. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. Next episode, we have a huge guest star. She's a big star and an even bigger Billy Joel fan. Sarah Silverman's going to be with us, so make sure you check that one out. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. What do you think about Cross to Bear? Did Billy rip off Ringo Starr's lyrics? Dun, dun, dun. And should Billy Joel have written a Bond theme? Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. Oh, I just got to have my freedom. And if that's giving you the blues, well, that's the price you pay. Lord, there ain't no other way. But to get down on your knees, We all have our cross to bear.